I can't come here and die. I can't come here and lose. Got all this shit on my mind. Like, what the fuck I'm a day? Work ain't paid me in time. My baby just ripped me in my mood. I tell you, just cut off my line. Hi, guys, and welcome to the Echo Chamber. I'm Jade. And I'm Ez. And today we're going to talk about podcasting and vulnerability. So um, we are going to, yeah, talk about, so we're quite open on this podcast. We've had some tears. Um, so we're just going to talk about the process of getting to the point where we're opening up. And to be honest, I'm saying process, but actually I think from the off, we jumped on the mics, first ever episode, and we were like, Bleh, like bare all kind of thing in relation to therapy anyway. Um, but yeah, we're just going to talk about how vulnerable we've been on our journey um, and looking back how we feel about that. But yeah, opening question. Which episode have you been most vulnerable? Um, I would say the episodes I've been most vulnerable in were um, mum's mental health. Um yes the therapy the first ever episode two um i only realized that when i listened back to it recently um i wasn't aware that i shared that much so yeah um episode first episode um when crazy black women go to therapy um episode mum's mental health and i would say um yeah i think those are the two i would say yeah what about you um i definitely think the first episode i was very open but looking back on that now i was at a really different place in my therapy journey and i think i was it was just a bit like i I had less boundaries in relation to what i was willing and to share so for me it was at that point in my life it was difficult to tell part of the story or to control which part of the story i shared so I think that's probably, I think if I was to do that episode now, I think I would, I would, not that I wouldn't share as much as I shared, but maybe I'd just be a little bit more boundaries, um, boundaries in, in how I shared and what I chose to, to delve into in sharing my story. Um, I also think I was vulnerable. Mum's mental health. So that in and of itself, like talking about my mum's mental health on a platform is mad so i think just the premise of the the episode more than like to be honest more than the actual episode itself but what that represents and what that means culturally yada 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 um and i don't know there was one episode that i'm trying to think i can't remember what it is it was one that we did in the summer um around george floyd i think it was the burden of whiteness that i was where i was in myself um i cried in that episode yeah i don't think it got picked up because i'm a g and god loves me but i i was i was really emotional and just felt really heavy and so i was speaking from an extremely like raw place but yeah i think overall podcasting is and our podcast and that's something that a lot of the listeners or a lot of my friends that listen or feedback that I get is that thank you for being so vulnerable for being so open that's the main like that's a theme that like across the board um is discussed when giving feedback yeah um and I guess I am super aware that our online presence 
or on-air presence is a reflection, just a snippet of our off-air friendship, if that makes sense. I feel like we are, in our friendship, I think there's a lot of challenge, there's a lot of vulnerability, um, sometimes forced, but there's a lot of vulnerability in our friendships. I think that that reflects in what we talk about and what we choose to come on here and talk about. Yeah, Um, I just wanted to say, sorry, so obviously as we've been talking, we've both been looking through the list of episodes just to make sure that we're highlighting the ones where we were most vulnerable. And I've got to admit that the fatherlessness one and that time we almost stopped talking were also two episodes where I was very vulnerable. Um, And I may not have come across as being really vulnerable and like not being boundaried with my quote unquote business, but how I came away feeling or how I felt whilst talking it was a bit difficult for me basically there were things that opened up that might not have felt like bare things this I wasn't saying crazy things on fatherlessness or on that time we almost stopped talking but it, I there was an opening up that, yeah actually like, yeah as you said that definitely for fatherlessness mm. for me I felt a rawness and I felt I've got triggered at a point I think mm. I said it um but there was yeah it's interesting though I think what is interesting in terms of like being vulnerable I don't necessarily and I think to be honest I think I'm doing it I do it a little bit more now than when we first started Mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily have these conversations with the idea or with the understanding that people are going to listen to them okay so I feel like when we're in conversation so even like recently um a colleague of mine who I mentioned that I do a podcast to at the beginning of the year, um, literally at the beginning of the year, haven't seen them, don't have much interaction with them. So there, it's a freelance role that I do where I'm not in the office ever. Mm. Like, I've got no, like, engagement with this colleague. And she emailed me and she was just like, she's been listening to the pod and she, like, was, just, like, thanking me, essentially. And it was like, oh, my God, yeah, of course. that pe- I've told you. And there are so many people that listen that I just, I'm not, what that I've, it's just not in my, I don't think about that. I don't think about the fact that there are all these people that I know and don't know that listen to me speak. And I think that that really would probably change. If that was the forefront of my mind coming into that, have these conversations, I think that really would change a okay. lot. Yeah. It's interesting because I um, am somebody that op- definitely operates um, with the thought like people are going to listen to this. But I don't think it impacts my capacity to be vulnerable. I think I definitely use that to try and be more open because I am a very cagey, closed person by default. But it what it does impact is um my ego. So it is like, oh my gosh, do I sound stupid? Oh my gosh, like, yeah, I think about the way I've said things or how I present myself on the mic. Um not necessarily the things that I actually say. I don't think about it in that way. Um, but yeah. Oh, I also, it just occurred to me but while you were speaking that we haven't said thank you to the listeners. Um, we got our, obviously, Spotify wrap up um, at the beginning of December. And um, we came in 13th for education podcasts in the UK. So, of course, that's based on you guys listening and um yeah thank you so much we yeah, were so big shocked ourselves big up your yeah. chest and everything there <laughs> yeah um yeah that's weird so that's weird like to me it's like oh rah 
There's a lot of education podcasts, do you know what I mean? So a lot of people listen to us mm. and in relation to, um, and that even like looking at the stats and that just how they've just, con- they're consistently there that people are listening to yeah. us um, each week. And I think that there is something really liberating for me about being able to be this vulnerable and listened to um but also i don't know and that going back to when we originally started doing this Mm -hmm. um i don't know if there were many spaces as a dark-skinned working class black woman where i feel able to be this vulnerable yeah and where that is platformed or where that is um celebrated um so i think that that's in terms of that the process is very cathartic to come and have these conversations mm. and then to see that actually they're resonating with people they're in like people are engaging with that content um that is there's something beautiful about that for me yeah um i'm so hyper aware of how much this podcast is is very much a branch of our friendship and a reflection of our friendship and you mentioned it before um but i don't think that that was the reason why we got into podcasting I don't think that that has been intentional. I just think it's just happened like that. I think when we, so yeah, when we first got into podcasting or when I first got into podcasting, I think that I wanted to free myself of so much of what had happened throughout my twenties. How many like secrets I felt I was burdened with. I was in a relationship with somebody who was just always doing mad things. And it was like, it was almost being in a state of, what's the word? Like, I just lived in fear and paranoia for a really long time in that relationship with the person because they were constantly in a sense of, in a state of fear and paranoia. Um, And there were real things for them to be scared of and paranoid about. But of course, being in such close proximity to them, that that was like rubbing off on me a lot. And I think podcasting was just like, uh, it just felt like, oh, I can just be free. I'm going to say whatever I want to say or the things I've been wanting to talk about or yeah, just the things that have made me feel really shackled. Um, but I think that as we've aligned into this podcasting stuff, um, it is just very much a reflection of of our friendship. Um, and that just was not the intention in the beginning. Um, and I think that that adds a layer of vulnerability as well because of the way we show up in our friendship. Um, and... I think the response and the love that we get from people that listen makes me feel like, oh, this is a good thing. Like this is, that's good. But I don't know if we maybe didn't really have listeners and we didn't really get feedback. I don't know how I would feel about that. Um, But yeah, that's it. That's a, that's an interesting, yeah, sort of observation. It's interesting because I, we use the word interesting a lot, by the way. Yeah, I know. But it is interesting <laughs> because I don't know why I got into. I can't like if you ask me today, oh, why did you start doing this? That's I can't really sense. tell you. Literally, my bedroom was like, oh, you're gonna start a podcast with my bedroom, and I was like, all right, cool. Before that, I was talking about podcasting with an, another group of friends, so there was like um, a group of us. But I, I just think I talk in it. I talk. I like talking. I think that I am better at talking than most things. So I think it feels natural talking. I also think that I seek to show up authentically. And with that, there's a vulnerability. So I seek to be myself in spaces. 
Um, and I'm I'm very aware of how that to me is political. So to me, that's an act, that's like a political act to show up as myself in most of the spaces that I frequent. That is a, there's a, there's something in that. I don't think I'm I'm in a world or in spaces that are designed for me. So to be me and to like literally speak how I speak, talk how I like wear what I wear. That be existing as me feels like an act of resistance in many mm. ways, and so I feel like coming and talking about the things that we talk about from our perspective, um, that's something that is important to me. That people like us can do that, mm. and I don't. And I think I always say it like I've, I don't listen to um the receipts, but that that's the first, in terms of like visibly seeing people that exist in similar spheres to me just turning up and like talking and doing well from that um obviously the receipts are my first kind of visual um in, like I, where I can see it for myself and encounter that um but I don't m- maybe that like, the type of conversations I have generally aren't like that mm. so I just wanted to in terms of like showing up and starting this stuff I wanted to have more of the types of conversations that I was having with my friends um there is definitely something daunting about so like and again I, i'm even now i'm gonna I have to tread around it yeah but there's just like there's definitely stuff that i would never come and say on the pod basically mm. so there's stuff that happened in my life or that like are going on in my life that i would never maybe for that like, legal reasons maybe for that like, other reasons but i'm not able to come and be that yo this is this is that basically yeah. um and so i do find it daunting towing that line between like remaining my right to be private and like safeguarding myself yeah. um whilst also being as authentic and real as um i try to be on the pod yeah i think um so i've said i've said this already that um in the autumn i did listen to some of the old episodes and I could really hear like how much I, I think I just needed to speak. I needed a space to speak. And it's making me think about when I first started therapy and I needed to speak. And piggybanking off of what you was just saying, piggybacking, sorry, off of what you were just saying there is about um there are certain things that it's like, what are the ramifications of saying this? What in like what can happen? What are the consequences? So I remember when I first ever spoke to my therapist. I um, was very intentional about a black woman because I was like, there are certain things that I'm going to say to you or there are certain things that have happened and I don't know what the consequences are going to be. But I think we can negotiate that um, between ourselves because you get it or you, you're more likely to get it than if I go to a white man or a white woman. Um, and yeah, like what you're saying about having these conversations, having the conversations that we would have and women like the Receipts podcast um, hosts who have given license um for us to talk um, and i mean they're not coming on the mic saying oh yeah like i used to hold drugs for my ex-boyfriend or, that might not be their experience you know what i mean well, but is that yours no that, that wasn't even my experience <laughs> that was even my experience <laughs> but <laughs> the point is is that i think that they do come on the mic and they are authentic and they do talk about things that are happening in happening in our lives and even though they they might be inconsequential um some of them do evoke a lot of shame or some of them are just so like 
so at odds with how we might show up in the workplace or how we're expected to show up just in other spaces, even as an online presence, traditionally, like you, you're not going to necessarily show up. Like we're both in tracksuit, do you know what I mean? Sitting in the studio right now, our perception is that you've got to show up a particular way for the world. And then whatever happens back at home is just what's happening. And I think that podcasting definitely gave me license and opportunity to have a bit of an outpouring because I think my life outside was so at odds with what was happening inside. And some of the things I was just holding and like the things that were burdening me, I just needed a, I just needed to be able to talk and to express and to talk about how at odds my, my life experience as Jade was at home from how people perceived me. Um, I also think that podcasting was a space for people that were not necessarily um, intimately in my world anymore to get a picture of like, this is the fullness of Jade. Like these are all of the things that kind of explain her nuance basically. And like, why? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I So I remember one of the, I think it might, might have even been the first episode that we put out. And I remember being in Nigeria. That I was in Nigeria when that came out, innit? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So I remember being in Nigeria and my auntie, my mum's sister. So my mum's sisters are like young. They're like in their early to late thirties. Um, but so they're young, like they're not like auntie aunties. Um and I remember one of them being like, Oh my gosh, I listened to your podcast. It was amazing. She, I'm so proud of you. And I just remember breathing with like I don't know if it was shame but they've basically they've like talking about mental health in that way in the Nigerian context was a bit like you've just heard me say some things that I would not have a conversation with you about um but I remember my reaction how I felt about her liking it basically and just I remember thinking that oh right this is you you've been introduced to a side of me that you would never have met (laughs) that you would never have met and don't get me wrong like my family back home everyone knows me in it I don't know how to not be me so that everyone kind of knows what I'm on like everyone knows what I'm on in the family but I just think that there are certain like conversations that just I can't see where how and why that would have come up Mm. talking about suicide attempts Mm. talking about like just quite some stuff in it real stuff do you know what I mean um and I remember that was the first time I was aware that oh, Ra, through this process I am showing parts of myself that I may not have shown to specific people on the flip side of that that is the reason why there are some things I would not mm. be able to be feel I do not currently feel able to discuss on on this platform so and because I seek to like that I seek to not hold back so if we're going to talk about something let's talk about it do you know what I mean if we're going to talk about like we've done episodes on sex let's talk about sex do you know what I mean let's not like let's not shy away from the truth or oh because my auntie might hear this or whatever let's have that conversation if we're going to have it um so there are some conversations that I just I can't have because I'm 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 aware that I'm not ready either I'm not ready to show those parts of myself to the world or I um choosing to not show those parts of myself and it's well, well within my right to do that 
do you know what is so funny? I must say, I very much police who externally I let know that I do a podcast. I'm really like, I'm really particular about it. I very much curate it. So just as you're saying this, I'm thinking, I'm so I say all the time to you as often as will like send me a, a screenshot. This person emailed as or texted or messaged her on social media to be like, oh, the podcast, whatever, whatever. We often, as is often tweeted because as has um, her own Twitter, she often is tweeted from like people in a work capacity talking about the podcast or praising her for the podcast and what have you, because you have told people like you tell people at work like, oh yeah, I do a podcast. Um, I don't, I proper don't tell people. And just as you were talking, I was thinking, oh, why don't I do that? And I think it is literally because there is a way I show up in the workspace and there is a way I show up on this podcast. And I just don't feel like I can reconcile like them knowing me and that like that fullness of me. It's really funny because one workplace that I've been at since before we started this podcast, I know that there's like a group of them that are bare fucking weird and they got wind of the fact that I do a podcast so I know that they have like had a little nosy and a little whatever. So I'm aware that they are aware that I do a podcast and I don't know to what degree they listen to it. But that makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, and then at the uni, I don't say anything. To, like I do not say anything. And I'm always talking about podcasting and trying to urge the department to create a podcast um, for, for the students and staff and whatever. Um, but I have never mentioned that I have a podcast. The only like professional person or the person that exists in my professional life is my agent that knows that I've got a podcast. But even that, because of the way that we have a professional relationship, there is a, she's a safe space. She has to be a safe space because she is working on something so intricate and delicate with me. Um, and so I don't mind. I don't feel any way that like, oh, Rachel listens and whatever, whatever. But at work work no i just can't so i i find that like interesting (laughs) (laughs) because i basically i think it's a combination of a few things i think the sector that i'm in we have these conversations these we have versions of these conversations or people try to seek to have these types of conversations they just don't do it justice usually Mm. so I think there's like and I'm I think increasingly being around people that don't work in my sector I'm increasingly becoming aware of how privileged I am to show up as myself for well-being and all of these conversations to be just on the agenda already Mm. um and actually at work I'm moaning that like most of the spaces that I work I'm complaining that they're not doing it justice or they we need to we need to um, make it more central to our practice but I'm around people so that yeah I'm around people in different sectors that have got no like understanding of or have not incorporated or started having these conversations at all um so I'm aware of that I also think there's something around like I don't know I just think there's something around so I would find it, I wouldn't be able to be having conversations with my my colleagues about, oh yeah, we should do a podcast for the young people and not mention, oh, by the way. So I think, so even when I think about like, yeah, and so and maybe that's just how I am. I try to as much as possible at work. Not My work person is not too different from you, from you. My, who I am in yeah. it. Um, and I, but I think that's, I'm aware that that's something I've cultivated intentionally 
because I don't think that other people have that same burden or for the same reasons, basically. So I don't feel like middle class, white, Beth or Bill um, from whatever, um, from Surrey, I don't think that in my sector anyway, I don't think that that person feels the need to hide themselves at work for the same reason. So not to say that everyone's got, do you know what I mean, everyone's got a work persona and a, everyone's different in different spaces cool but i don't think that the reasons are the same yeah um yeah and i think yeah it just goes back to like being able to be vulnerable is something that is not afforded to us so creating the space to to do that i think is important and has been important for me yeah yeah as you're talking i'm thinking but i mean i guess working for a university and every single face is white most faces are middle class middle-aged male white faces and they're listening to me being somewhat vulnerable as a young black working class woman you already have like a you've already got a context for me um and then I guess parts of my story feed into some of your maybe perceptions or preconceptions of me and as much as I perform in the workplace and I'm a high high achieving and whatever I think I just yeah it's a it's a vulnerability I'm not ready to step into but I hear it. I hear you. I very much hear you. We've been told off about how we wrap up <laughs> episodes. So um, our director-in-chief, someone who's assumed the, the, <laughs> the position as producer and director-in-chief who's sitting right next to us and not making any eye contact with me. <laughs> <laughs> has said that we need to why are you trying to be serious anyway has said that we need to wrap up um our episodes and just sort of i guess have a little recap on what we discussed so recapping today as has talked a lot about boundaries and her journey with boundaries um with our podcast um i have talked about how I show up in certain spaces and how I try and, um, yeah, keep one version of myself for home, quote unquote, and one version of myself for the workplace and how the podcast fits into the home version of me. Um, and I don't allow it to filter into the workplace um, version of me. Um, I also think that we have spoken about podcasting as a space for vulnerability and how um, that is so important for women, how it's important for working class women, how it's important for black women. Um, yeah, that would be my recap around that. So Jade, what does that mean for you in terms of like vulnerability and podcasting moving forward? So I think in terms of like being vulnerable, being more vulnerable and maybe merging the the two versions of myself um i'm thinking so obviously at the university they the lecturers and that yeah members of stuff they plug the things they've done in their email signature so they will plug an article or whatever um into their email signature um or interviews whatever it might be so i could subtly plug the podcast into my email handle um or signature sorry um yeah and that's a way that i could move into merging the two versions of myself 
Um, but yeah, there's definitely dialogue that I'm going to have to have with myself further. Like, why why don't I do that? Why? What's my resistance? What's the resistance that I experience um, with doing that? But yeah. Um, and in terms of your vulnerability is um, what what are you thinking? What do you think that might look like next year in a year's time? Um, I think that I need to start by asking myself where the resistance is like you've mentioned so I need to in like talk to myself like there are things like I said there's things that I just would not say on here and I think I need to start having that conversation with myself about why and that might lead to more conversations on air so it might lead to me thinking that actually these are things that I that would benefit from speaking about publicly or people would benefit from hearing um so that's one side of it but then on the other side of that coin um, there might be things where I'm like, actually, I will benefit from being more boundaried mm. and might, yeah, might might want to be more boundaried about, um, because I don't think I, I don't think I think about vulnerability whilst we're having these conversations. Yeah. I don't think, I think that's, if it is a thought, it's an afterthought. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe be more intentional with more my vulnerability. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Now, um, you guys, so just to have a think about spaces that you're vulnerable um, or able to be vulnerable. Do you have those spaces? Um, if you don't have those spaces, could you cultivate those spaces? Um, and you can hit us up on socials um, to let us know your answers. Yeah, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. We will be throwing out questions on our Insta stories anyway to like engage with the episodes and what have you. Um, but yeah, we're interested to know. And also, in terms of podcasts, do you find that you prefer podcasts where people are more personally vulnerable versus talking about maybe pop culture and the media and news and current affairs? Um, yeah, let us know. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. I can't come here and die. I can't come here and live. Got all this shit on my mind. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Work ain't paid me in time. My brain just ripped in my mood. I tell you, just cut off my life. I tell you, just cut off my life. At 25, this is nuts. It's like the shit is a cycle. Please, grimping at it for months. Like, we've been at it for donkeys. Negotiating the dust. Lord, you got a pattern me properly. I'm here and die. 98's on my feet. Plenty more on my mind. I can't be nibbling on bread. It's easy, I do what I like. I see it, want it, and eat it. Gee, I can't be begging what's mine. Fuck, I can't be begging what's mine.